Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As we approach the 12 o'clock hour, noon Eastern on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. James Coe, Sean Levine here with you. We're about to wrap it up. Let's talk about uh, some of our best bets on the weekend. Lightning bets time here uh, on BetQL Daily. Uh, Sean, why don't you kick us off here, man? What are some of your uh, favorite lines um, that we're looking at for the weekend? I love me some K-State Wildcats. K-State tomorrow getting six and a half points versus Alabama. Don't take those six and a half points. Don't be a sucker. Go ahead and play that plus 200 (laughs) on the Wildcats on the money line. And I also like the overs while we stick with college football. Kentucky versus Iowa. Do I need to tell you that much more than the over-under is? 31. So if 32 points are scored in that college football game, you get a cashier ticket. <laughs> Is that enough information for you? And then moving on to the NFL, I really like the Giants at home. They're laying six right now against Indy. Indy is waving their white flag right now. I think we saw that last week. And it is big yeah. and it is bold and they're waving it really high. They have nothing to play for. The Giants, on the other hand, are literally playing for their playoff lives. I think the Giants roll at home. And then Tampa Bay versus Carolina. Tampa Bay's laying three, James. Again, how much more information do you need than me to tell you Tampa's at home, Tampa's playing for their playoff life, and you can get Tom (laughs) Brady versus Sam Darnold? Do you need to know anything else? Tampa rolls in that game by a touchdown. Okay, so I'm going to go. You know what's really funny? We, we, this, is, this is a segment where we lay out our, our, our favorite bets. And I love the fact that you put out Carolina versus Tampa Bay because my favorite bet is actually Carolina to cover really? plus three. As a matter of fact, I think they may win this ball game outright, man. I think they can run the ball on Tampa Bay, control the clock, force Tampa Bay to get a little impatient. Um, and I know it sounds crazy because we're like, hey, I'm, I'm telling you, Darnold versus Tom Brady, who are you going with? But it just hasn't been a great season for Tampa Bay. Bucks again, 3-11-1 against the spread, a 21.4% cover rate. That's the lowest cover rate in the NFL. And I just like Carolina's run game, man. I think they can get it done, and I think they cover. I like Carolina uh, plus three a lot this week. Um, I'll stay in the, in the NFC South there. I like Drake London too. Um, I do guys, come on. You guys know me. I love player props here. Okay. But Drake London, I really like, uh, his receiving total 58 and a half is the line right now. Way too low last three games with Desmond Ritter. It's, it's a different offense there in Atlanta now. Okay. Over the last three games, Drake London has averaged 10.7 targets, 6.7 receptions and 87 yards per game with Desmond Ritter as the starter there in Atlanta, Drake London at 58 and a half. That seems like an absolute smash spot 
for me. How about Isaiah Pacheco for the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, 66 and a half is the rush total there for Pacheco. Again, he has gone over 66 rush yards in five of seven games. He's averaged 76.9 rush yards per contest as a starter the last seven games. If we believe that Kansas City is going to get out, and again, that line is 12 and a half and, and might be pushing higher. Uh, if we feel like Kansas City is going to get out to a big lead, what does that mean? It's a run-heavy game script here that could be anyways here for Kansas City. I really like Isaiah Pacheco uh, to burst through for over 100 yards, actually, in that ball game. And then Justin Fields, I know he's a quarterback, but we're talking about rushing yards, 71.5 rushing yards for Justin Fields uh, at minus 110, which I really like, too, getting a little bit of extra squeeze out of that juice, right? Um, he had 147 rush yards against Detroit in Week 10. What are we talking about here? I get that 71.5 is a, is a big number for a quarterback, but the dude just did it in Week 10, 147 on the ground against Detroit, and I'm, and I'm telling you why as well. Maybe you missed it. Detroit is one of the most – Man coverage teams in the NFL and rushing quarterbacks against man-heavy teams, they go crazy. The defensive players, they turn their back to the quarterback. Guess what? When the quarterback sees that, that is green light city, man. Go out the pocket and run. And, oh, by the way, Detroit's uh, defense in general, not very good. So 71.5 rushing yards for Justin Fields, I really, really like. In my last one, Michigan, minus 7.5 over TCU. Bro, um, Pam Maldonado hit it right on the head. Sonny Dykes' teams cannot stop the run, period. Look, I was, I, I, I'm, I'm a Cal guy. I love Cal. I went to Cal. And Sonny Dykes, as our head coach, I mean, it was literally the worst run defense I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, and, it's, and it's carried over to TCU as well. What does Michigan like to do? It's crazy. Michigan actually averages more rush yards than pass yards. In the year of our Lord, 2022, Michigan has gone back in time uh, playing that old school football, averaging more rush yards than passing yards. Dude, Michigan's going to stomp all over TCU. I really think Michigan wins by like 14 to 17 points. I don't think TCU gets anything done. Um, they rely heavily, Sean, um, as you probably know, on big plays, and I don't think they're going to get it done. I don't think they're going to you know, hit on any big plays against Michigan's defense. I wonder what kind of public money, James, is going to end up coming in tonight and tomorrow before these kickoffs mm. for these two particular games because I keep telling you Ohio State's going to hang around. I'll take the points. I'll play them on the money line. I don't yeah. think that's an original take. I think a lot of people look at C.J. Stroud. They look at Ohio State. They kind of look at the bloodlines and go, all right, you could talk me into that against Georgia, who, yeah, they're coming off a national championship and an undefeated season, but maybe not dominant by typical undefeated team standards. I think they could be beaten by a team like Ohio State. But on the flip side, I don't know how much money's coming in on TCU for anything. I haven't heard anybody playing the home frogs <laughs> on the money line. I haven't heard a lot of people. I mean, That's you're telling me Michigan's gonna blow you're telling Michigan's gonna blow their doors off. Pam Maldonado comes on and tells me they're gonna blow their doors off. My cousin just texted me and said Michigan's gonna roll them. So nobody that I know <laughs> thinks that TCU's even gonna hang around in this game, which is why. I'm going to sprinkle a few dollars on them on the money line. I if like nobody it, thinks they can win, I like then you got to play the opposite of the trend. So I don't feel great about it. But, you know, let me put a 10 spot on TCU. One. 
Dude, you're you're a hundred percent right, man. Like, I don't know what the handle's gonna look like, but like, I'm sure like ninety percent of the handle will be on Michigan. Which makes you think, though, like, why do the bookmakers make it at seven and a half, right? Like, that's not really what they want. They want money to kind of fall on both sides. But at seven and a half, I I I can't imagine there's too many folks looking at TCU and being like seven and a half. Yeah, I'll take that. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know. I'd love to see what the handle ends up looking like. It could have been bigger. I'm with you. Like, if they wanted to get both sides to bet it. And I am glad that we're not seeing Ohio State versus Michigan in this matchup because that would mean we were seeing TCU and Georgia. And that line would be ridiculously yeah. big. Georgia would be, right. I think I saw somewhere, like a 14-point favorite if they played TCU. Yeah. So, at least we're getting, in theory, the better games. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to talk yourself into TCU. And it's not because they're necessarily coming off a loss or playing in the Big 12 or they're the new guy to the party. It's more a bunch of pro-Michigan stuff where Michigan, you know, they say styles make fights, and Michigan can stop everything TCU can do. And what Michigan does well, as you mentioned, run the football, TCU doesn't do well. So it just feels like a bad matchup for TCU. But, again, that's why I'm putting a couple of bucks down on them because I literally (laughs) – I'm being serious. I literally haven't heard one person out there. I don't even know if there's TCU fans out there that think TCU can win this football game. Dude, you're t- you're you're 100 right. When when like 95 percent of the public is going one way, uh, you kind of start thinking, uh, maybe uh, sprinkle a little dollars here and there uh, on the opposite way. I you're 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 on the right track here, man. Um, I kind of like that thought. All right, um, the big NFL game obviously this week is uh, Bills taking on the Bengals on Monday Night Football. The fantasy managers out there are going to be stressed out, boy. Let me tell you, can you th- like think about how many fantasy championships are going to be decided on Monday night, bro? Uh, but one of the storylines in that ball game, I think, is the interception totals. Okay, so uh, we're talking about both Joe Burrow and Josh Allen right up there, man. Double digit interceptions for both, Sean. Yeah, so and Dak Prescott's thrown 14 and he's already played this week, so he's not going to throw another one this week. Derek Carr's thrown 14 and he got cut essentially by the Raiders, so he ain't going to throw anymore. So uh, Josh Allen right now is actually the favorite to lead the league in interceptions. Go figure. Two to one odds, according to BetMGM, which I, for a guy that came into the season as the MVP favorite to go out as a guy that throws more interceptions than anybody and still be the one seed, that's some crazy math in your head. You're smarter than me. I went to KU, you went to Cal, so maybe you can figure that stuff out. But I do think you're right when it comes to fantasy football. And I'm a Joe Burrow owner, so I, it's not yeah. just Burrow. It's Josh Allen. It's Stephon Diggs. It's Joe Mixon. It's Dawson Knox. It's all these different – it's the Buffalo defense – there's six or seven different guys, right, different players that really are going to impact fantasy football owners everywhere. So I'm already biting my fingernails because I can I can see how this is going to work. I'm going to be down by, like, 30-something points. I'm going to have Joe Burrow going into Monday Night Football. Burrow's going to be really good yeah. in the first half. He's going to get, like, 20. Then he's going to slow down. And then I'm going to need him to do, like, a final drive. Yeah, this is uh, – a. This is not fun for fantasy football owners, but it's great for the real world. What a great game that is for Monday Night Football. I know. I absolutely love it. As you mentioned, Josh Allen to lead the the league in interceptions, plus 200. Davis Mills right there at plus 250. Dak Prescott um, at plus 260. This is a weird line for me. Derek Carr is at plus 460, but you can't win. Like that's you. You literally cannot win that bet. Uh, and then uh, Joe Burrow at plus eleven hundred uh, for again for interception leader on the season. So uh, interesting, interesting stuff uh, 
uh, right there. But yeah, from a fantasy perspective, man, I mean, I just, I can't remember a time that so many fantasy championships will be hinged on a Monday night football game because both these offenses um, have been integral uh, in, in the fantasy game, man. So yeah, no, it's a, it's certainly an interesting one. Again, Buffalo money line is uh, minus one fifteen. They're a one point favorite on the road against the Bengals. Over under set at forty nine and a half. It's the second highest total on the board. I'm interested. I'm intrigued by the by by taking the over there. But man, Buffalo has hit the under ten times this year. You've been quite profitable betting against the Bills offense. Those 10 unders tied for the fourth most in the NFL. Overall, 7-7-1 seven, seven against the spread. I don't know. I kind of want to bet the over, but, man, the trends are telling me you might be better off betting the under. All right, you're listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. James Coe, Sean Levine, back after this.